with you for the new moon in July. How are we in July already? Midsummer? Um, well, we are. So uh, the new moon is a good time, I've read, for setting intentions, letting go of things you don't want to hold on to anymore or that are weighing you down. Um, this could be you know, literal, like, uh, things in your back of your closet, or, uh, you know, emotionally, mentally, uh, fears and things, uh, maybe making you stagnate a bit, uh, and it's a time to set intentions and, uh, call, call in things that you want in your life, um, kind of like, resolutions, you know, but like New Year's resolutions, what people set and then, you know, kind of maybe they do a little bit and then they forget about them till, you know, the new year. But uh, with the moon, you know, we have this this chance every month, just kind of start fresh, let's reset. Um, so uh, anyway, in, in, in that vein, um, uh, well, also I've been sick, you know, a, a stuffy a stuffy bear with a fever, and uh, uh, I'm better now, but um, I didn't really get a regular show put together for you folks, so I'm doing something a little bit different, and uh, I decided uh, to do a meditation for you. And, you know, on the Violet Hour, uh, we like to travel by theremin, um, use that as a a vehicle, uh, transportation to get up to see Miss Mousy. Um, and I think, uh, you know, theremin and music is a, a terrific vehicle for meditation. So, uh, I have a piece for you, um, that is, uh, me on theremin and steel tongue drum. And, uh, it's, uh, mixed and, uh, the, the, Audio production uh, quality is thanks to the fabulous Dan Nielsen. Thank you. And um, I'm just, um, you know, it's not your usual meditation because uh, it's me, Mr. Bear, um, going to uh, just, uh, I don't know what, let's, let's just, let's just do this together, shall we? Okay, so um, go ahead and get comfortable. Uh, you can sit, you can lie down, you can shut your eyes, you can open your eyes, you can stare at a blank spot on the wall, or a crack in the ceiling, or a stain in your bathtub, uh, or you can cup your hands over your eyes and uh, open and, and stare at your, your fingers or your palms, uh, or you could go outside and get down close to the ground and stare at a blade of grass or a, a 
dandelion or an anthill or you could get close to a tree and look at the bark or pick up a stick um you could look at the sky if you're lucky enough to be near a river or pond or lake or ocean you can just look at the waves or the sand uh you know, there's lots of things you can choose to focus on uh, if you don't want to shut your eyes. Uh, you can also do a walking meditation and just walk and listen and walk around your the room where you are. Uh, you could walk up and down stairs. You could walk around your yard, around your block. You could walk around a park. Uh, Really, um, I mean, you could walk around the grocery store uh, or a parking lot. I mean, things don't have to be fancy or beautiful. You can just, you can just meditate wherever you are. And uh, I hope, I hope this new moon, you, you let go of whatever you're carrying that is not helping you, and that you invite in something that will help you and well I guess we should just um I've never done a meditation before I mean led one yeah it might be obvious might become more obvious but let's let's take the theremin and the steel tongue drum and um travel together Thank you.
Are you or anyone you know a musician? Amateur, professional, experimental? Do you tell stories with music and song? Are you interested in being considered for a potential feature on Mr. Bear's Violet Hour? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, please send samples of your work, links to Bandcamp, SoundCloud, your website, digital demo, tape files on Google Docs, whatever you have, to violethourmoon at gmail.com. Miss Mousy, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, you're surrounded by uh, lots of open books there. What's going on? Oh, well, um, I'm just doing a little research um, on an herb that's kind of new to me. So I like looking it up in all these different books and reading the monographs about it and, and you know, finding out about its history and medicinal applications and folklore and, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, what, uh, what plants uh, are you, are you looking up? Um, I'm looking up agrimony, agrimonia eupatoria. Uh, it's one of the 58 uh, botanical names you uh, said in your meditation. I really like that meditation, by the way. Oh, thanks, Miss Mousy. Uh, it's my first time doing something like that. Uh, so, uh, you know, I had fun, but, um, uh, I don't know, hope... Hopefully folks will will enjoy it. Um, well, I enjoyed it. So, um, anyway, um, do you want to hear about agrimony? Oh, uh, you know I do, Miss Mousy. Um, well, in Greek, uh, it's called agrimonio. And what I really like, uh, you know, a lot of times you look things up and it tells you, you know, what plant family it's in. It's in the same family as something else. Um... And uh, agrimony's in the rose family, um, but in this Greek book that I'm looking up, they describe it as um, its first cousins with the rose. And don't you just love that? Agrimony's first cousins with the rose. Oh yeah, I, I do like that. It's um, you know, it takes takes that family connection even a, a little a little farther. Yeah, um, and um, you know. Looking in these other books, I've got Culpepper's Color Herbal here. And uh, Culpepper says, It draweth forth thorns and splinters of wood, nails, or any other such thing gotten into the flesh. And of course, our old friend Maud Grieve, um, she says sheep and goats will eat this plant, but cattle, horses, and swine leave it untouched. And the whole plant yields a yellow dye, and you know I like to dye with plants sometimes. Uh, when gathered in September, the color given is pale, much like that called nankeen. I've never heard of that color, have you, Mr. Bear? Oh no, I'll have to look that up, nankeen. Oh, uh, well, never heard of it. 
I know, it's so interesting. Uh, later in the year, the dye is of a darker hue and will dye wool of a deep yellow. And it gives a good dye all times and is a common plant, easily cultivated, and seems to deserve the notice of dyers. Um, and uh, its name apparently has to do with a word given by the Greeks to plants which were healing to the eyes. So it used to be worked with to help with eye weakness. Um, there's magic power too. Um, Maud says the magic power of agrimony is mentioned in an old English medieval manuscript. If it be laid under man's head, he shall sleepen as he were dead. He had, he should never dread any waken till from under his head it be taken. Uh, so it sounds like a, a, a deep magical sleep charm. Uh, wow, that's, um, that's, I could, I could use a deep magical sleep charm right now, uh, uh, Miss Mousie, um, uh, look, have you, have you tried that? Have you put it under your pillow? No, Mr. Bear, so far I've only had the tea, and I have to say it's a very lovely, pleasant tea, um, it's a, a pretty color. It's very aromatic and fragrant. I can't pin down what it tastes like, but I like it. It almost smells sweet, but there's a little bitterness or, or astringency. It's not, um, it's not sweet, sweet, but you kind of get the sweet in your, in your nose and then something else on your tongue. And Maud Grave says, um, sure, it's something in here about it, it, it tasting like apricots and, I don't know if it tastes like apricots, um, but I just, I tried an apricot with it, and um, well, they're very similar colors, that kind of orangey apricot color, and they certainly, they taste nice together. I would, I would recommend having a cup of agrimony tea and an apricot at the same time. Oh, I, I like apricots quite a bit. Um, I also, I like saying apricot. Um, even though, um, apricot is how I grew up saying it, but I know some people say apricot and I like, I like that. I like that too. Um, apricot, apricot, you know, very cocoa, whatever you want to call it. Um, then I was also looking at, oh, where did it go? Oh, um, Herbs in the Dream Lodge, uh, this little zine from Tippy Canoe Herbs, that's a, a local herb shop, um, near Milwaukee, and in their scene, they write about agrimony being protective, aromatic, and relaxing. So an herb you can work with for dreaming and um, uh, uh, trying to uh, protect yourself and uh, repair the energy field around you. So um, I, I like that idea. Um, uh, they write here... Um, you know, to even put some in a little sachet or in, in your pocket for, for times when, you know, you might need a little extra protection. Um, I'm a big fan of, of putting a little sprig of something in my pocket. Oh, but, uh, I like that idea too, uh, Miss Mousie. I don't usually have any pockets on me, but if, if I did, I'd, I'd like to, to tuck a little something into them. Um, there's some more interesting stuff in here, um, Mr. Bear. Um, in Maud's writing about agrimony, it was one of the most famous vulnerary herbs, that means wound healing. Um, 
But she also writes, um, yes, that would heal wounds, snake bites, warts. Um, in the time of Chaucer, when we find its name appearing in the form of Egremoin, it was used with mugwort and vinegar for a bad back and all wounds. And one of these old writers, Maud writes, recommends it to be taken with a mixture of pounded frogs and human blood as a remedy for all internal hemorrhages. Uh, I have to say, Mr. Bear, I'm not going to be pounding any frogs in the apothecarian. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Miss Mousy. Uh, I, I like to see my frogs hopping, not pounded. Me too. Um, I am curious as to why they wanted pounded frogs and human blood, though. Um, it bears a little more investigation. Uh, sure. Well, um, I'm gonna leave you to your to your research, Miss Mousy. Um, but um, maybe uh, I could have a, a cup of agrimony tea to go. Of course, Mister Bear. I'll um, I'll just pour you a cup right now. Thanks so much, Miss Mousy, and uh, I look forward to seeing what you have cooking on the full moon later this month. Sure, Mr. Bear, I look forward to that, too. Um, until then, take care. Oh, thanks, Miss Mousy. Bye. Bye. Oh, and don't forget to remind your listeners that I'm just a two-dimensional, hand-drawn rodent studying herbalism, and they should always do their own research, too. Oh, you got it, Miss Mousy. I'll let them know. Bye. And that's the show. Thanks so much for joining me in the Violet Hour. I hope you enjoyed the meditation, or at least tolerated it. And I hope you will come back and see me for the full moon later this month. Thanks again to Dan Nielsen for the recording help on the music for the meditation. And um, until next time, uh, take care and be kind to each other. Theme song and show music by Sugar Whiskey. Mr. Bear and Miss Mousie believe in radical love and kindness, in mutual aid, and empowering ourselves and our communities. Together we can dismantle the white, racist, colonizing, misogynistic, capitalist, homophobic, transphobic, ableist patriarchy. This podcast was recorded on Potawatomi, Kickapoo, Miami, Sioux, and Peoria land. Text your zip code or city comma state to 907-312-5085 and find out whose land you're living on. Uh, You can also go to land.codeforanchorage.org for more information. There's also a helpful map at native-land.ca. This is just the first step in developing a land acknowledgement. Let's learn our history and honor the land and indigenous peoples, past, present, and future. This podcast was produced in collaboration with the Boston Free Radio Podcast Network, part of bostonfreeradio.com and Somerville Media Center, Somerville's longest-running public access media center that enables a vibrant and diverse community to express its creativity, explain its ideas, share its cultures, and foster the individual right to freedom of speech. Learn more about Somerville Media Center at somervillemedia.org or check out some of the other amazing Boston Free Radio podcasts and radio shows at bostonfreeradio.com. Thanks for listening.